teaching is the most important career on earth and the classroom is one of the most challenging rooms to walk into whether you're a new or a veteran teacher. Welcome to PD for the Soul, a safe space for getting just-in-time professional development that will change not only your thinking, but your practices as well. I am your host, Lanisha Boone, a former beginning teacher of the year, Rural Schools Leadership Academy member, one of North Carolina's top 25% middle school math teachers, teacher leader in residence for Open Up Resources, and current district math coach. This podcast is an opportunity for me and my network of professionals to plant seeds so that you may bear fruit. Each of our episodes will be a part of a playlist or what many recognize as a series. Each series and episode therein will inspire you to reflect on your practices and leave you with easily implementable action items. As faculty members, we must teach as if the world depends on it because in all actuality, our work leaves an impression that influences a lifetime. Recently, my nephew shared a book with me. He assured me that I would love it and would be hooked immediately. Nephew didn't lie. I purchased the book on Audible and started listening that same day. The ending credits were playing five days later. I would have finished sooner if it wasn't for work, (laughs) but got to pay these bills. This was the perfect nudge to restart my podcast. I've always known that I had something to say, something worth hearing. So when I listened to 50 Cent telling me to hustle harder, hustle smarter, I figured the time was now, and well, here we are. Episode one of season two of PD for the Soul, where we're focusing on teaching harder and teaching smarter. This series is my take on how this phrase can take classrooms to the next level. Education is in an interesting space right now. Policymakers don't seem to value what teachers do every day. Many parents aren't playing their hands, leaving schools to deal with things that should be handled at home. Then there are those employed within the school, administrators who are in position because of who they know rather than what they can do, and teachers who are either unqualified or unmotivated. Finally, the students, the reason we are here, right? While also being the reason we curse and spit. Now, obviously, this description is all negative, and that's on purpose. I don't want this series to push the real challenges to the back seat as if they're non-existent. I don't want to pretend that many times there are more reasons to throw our hands up than there are motivations to dive deeper. Education is hard, but I don't believe it to be impossible. So where do we start to make success possible? We start with being comfortable, being uncomfortable. 50 opened the first chapter with the following quote. I wouldn't give a tinker's damn for a man who isn't sometimes afraid. Fears the spice that makes it interesting to go ahead. This quote comes from Daniel Boone. Can we all agree that teaching isn't easy? Like not even a little bit. We have a set of grade level standards that we are responsible for teaching to students who may or may not be ready to master them. Students who may or may not have been proficient last year. Students who may or may not have diagnosed learning disabilities that we may or may not feel equipped to support. It's no walk in the park, but what we're going to do is we're going to take a look at three ideas that can make the journey more inspiring. Let's start off by defining comfortable. Merriam-Webster's dictionary defines it as affording or enjoying contentment and security, free from vexation or doubt, free from stress or tension. So I think we all can agree that teaching isn't comfortable. We can't become content and we are rarely free from stress or even doubt. Dare I say that... That's what makes teaching exciting. 
That's what makes it a passion project. Step one of getting comfortable being uncomfortable is accepting that failure is imminent. There will be bad days, days when the lesson didn't go as expected, when that challenging class really pushed you to your limits, days when an impromptu observation catches you completely off guard, or students perform far lower than their capabilities. Obviously, these moments never feel good, but they're all completely normal. Instead of succumbing to these moments of failure, lean into them and proact accordingly. Let me say that again. Instead of succumbing to these moments of failure, lean into them and proact accordingly. Plan so you can pivot when the lesson isn't hidden like you initially intended. Center your classroom culture on processes, procedures, and routines to minimize the challenges that bored students can present. Advertise an open door policy and teach as if you could be observed at any moment. That way you're always operating in your zone of excellence. Finally, watch your students intently. Incorporate routines that get them talking. Amplify student voice and the importance of comprehension so you're always keenly aware of where your students are. Step two of getting comfortable being uncomfortable is facing your discomfort head on. It's okay to feel anxious or be nervous. Those are actually signs that you care about what it is that you do, that you care about your students. QuickTalk has amplified this wave of disgruntled educators. Is the system broken? Absolutely. Will it get better quickly? Unlikely. Does the system still need highly qualified teachers committed to doing the work? Emphatically, yes. Let's see more stories of teachers who enjoy what they do, those who are committed to getting students to the next level. I want to see more stories of teachers who love teaching, even though the pressures are high. I used to have nightmares at the start of each school year. I dreamed that my classrooms would be out of control and that the students would totally disrespect me. It became a ritual. If the nightmare didn't happen and school was starting, I would be scared, (laughs) scared that it would actually happen but it never did. Those dreams were reflective of my fears. They never reflected my reality because of the systems I put in place. Now, I could have let my dreams scare me into never starting. I could have allowed them to make me timid for fear of those dreams coming to fruition. Instead, I chose to educate myself on procedures and routines. I talked to my network about their experiences and made notes for myself. And most importantly, I showed up the first day determined to not live out my dream. I built relationships while maintaining a line of respect between the students and myself. I held myself accountable for following the routines I put in place, which made it easier to hold my students accountable. That wasn't my only fear either. I was nervous every day that I walked into my classroom. My body temperature would rise and my armpits would become sweaty. I was nervous of not doing well, of saying the wrong things, of messing up someone's life. To combat this though, I always arrived early to give myself time to relax. I also planned my lessons well enough so that I had an idea of what my students' responses would be. I wasn't always good at anticipating, but with time and growing experience, I became better. So let me tell you, I went a little viral on TikTok by posting that not having lesson plans is not a flex. My comment section was filled with angry educators telling me where I could shove it. I was quite surprised at the number of teachers who felt that lesson planning was unnecessary. 
Now, were these the same educators who complained about students in their classrooms? The same ones who were annoyed when administration came to visit? I don't know, but the whole thing was quite mind boggling. The lesson plan is the ingredient to making your classroom less uncomfortable. Well, let me speak for myself and the teachers whose classrooms I've been in. Not having a plan is cause for anxiety for many. Have you ever heard of the saying, an idle mind is the devil's playground? Well, an idle student is the first step to classroom management issues. I found that acknowledging and facing my fears was a critical step for my teaching career. I was accepting that I wasn't perfect, that I didn't know everything while also understanding that I wasn't expected to be either of those things. I was uncomfortable, but I was comfortable. And just between me and you, there are still things that I am fearful of. The main thing being not doing everything I can to prepare students for success. A student needs at least two consecutive years of high quality instruction after a year of bad teaching. I never want it to be the reason why a student has to be intentionally paired with a teacher to make it for what I've done. As Daniel Boone once said, fear makes it interesting to go ahead. My fear of failure motivates me to operate at my best. If I don't know something, I research it. I ask questions. I formulate a plan. I execute and I make adjustments. One thing that helped me get better faster was inviting people into my classroom. Did it make me nervous to have someone watching me teaching? Sure thing. Did I allow that nervousness to stop me? Absolutely not. I wanted my students to grow. And in order for that to happen, I needed to grow myself. So yes, I invited curriculum specialists and coaches into my classroom to provide feedback. And then guess what I did? I listened and I implemented I remember telling a colleague that one of our district specialists would be coming into my classroom soon. He looked at me in confusion and asked why. I evenly responded because I invited her. Sure, it was uncomfortable, but I made it comfortable by initiating it and leaning into it. Okay, sure, it was uncomfortable. I was nervous. I was sweaty, but I made it comfortable by initiating it, by inviting her and leaning into the entire experience, okay? So step three of getting comfortable being uncomfortable is operating in confidence. Before teaching, I was in finance and accounting. More specifically, I was an accounting supervisor for years, responsible for not only reporting the bottom line, but also for developing staff. During that time, I learned a little trick that has served me well. We often had to share our opinions, ask questions, or present new ideas in area regional meetings. When in these settings, I always volunteered to speak or present first. It gave me control and it allowed me to set the tone versus being intimidated by a presentation that could be perceived as better than mine. I continued this practice when I transitioned to education. Did I always feel comfortable going first? No, <laughs> no, not at all. But I did it anyway. Inviting people into my classroom before they can invite themselves is the same thing. I have the control. I control the narrative and thus send a message about myself of confidence. Operating in confidence makes the uncomfortable comfortable. You belong here. You have what it takes. You are an asset. People need what you have to offer. Believing these things makes a difference in how you show up. 
and in how you present yourself and ultimately in how you teach. Teaching harder may seem cringeworthy because maybe you're teaching as hard as you can, but harder isn't about tiring yourself out, working yourself to death, sacrificing your mental well-being. Harder is about being prepared. It's doing the work on the front end so that you and your students can shine in the moment. Harder is organization, it's routines, it's procedures. Harder is a system that allows you to excel every single day. And when you excel, guess who else excels? Your students. So again, how can we achieve any of this? How can we achieve being comfortable, being uncomfortable. We must accept that failure is a part of the game. There are lessons in our mistakes. We must face our discomfort and fears head on, accept that you're scared and proact accordingly. We must operate in confidence. You belong here, teacher friend. As a matter of fact, we need you. So get comfortable being uncomfortable and nothing will hinder your success. Thank you for listening to today's episode of PD for the Soul. Visit the link in the show notes to access resources for your classroom and or your school. Email me to submit inquiries and to express interest in being a guest. And most importantly, subscribe so you never miss the fruit. And as always, you better teach like the world depends on it because it does. <laughs>